Welcome to Confessions of a Realtor. As an active, full-time realtor serving Tallahassee and the surrounding areas since 2014, it was time to use my experience to educate consumers on the whys and hows behind the home buying and home selling processes. We'll have some fun, I'll share some crazy real estate stories, and keep you informed on realtors' best kept secrets. Why? Because when you're informed, you can make empowered decisions. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Realtor. Today's topic is going to be four things that buyers look for in a home when they're thinking about purchasing a home. Before we even really get into this podcast, I want you as a seller to think every time that you think about selling your home or about putting it on the market, you are essentially making a case to the buyer as to why they should buy your home. And you're making a case to that buyer because typically you're not the only house that the buyer is looking at. Most buyers, especially in today's day and age, are looking actively at multiple properties to be able to figure out which one is the best fit for their needs. So you are, even in a seller's market, you are making a case to the buyer as to why they should buy your home. So if you start off from that perspective, it makes the rest of these four points that much easier to understand. The first thing that typically buyers are looking for is the golden standard of real estate. Location, location, location. There's a location that it is within the city, okay? So you could be the northeast quadrant, northwest, southeast, southwest, quadrants of Tallahassee. You could be in Crawfordville or you could even be in Gadsden County. And those different locations typically have different buyers that are willing to move to those locations, that are actively looking for those locations. And a lot of that will fall on proximity to the buyer's family, proximity to work, proximity to the gym, amenities that they're wanting in the area. There is a plethora of reasons why for a particular location, buyers can be interested in the location. When we talk about location, we're not just meaning where in Tallahassee proper is it. We're also meaning that, okay, so when we talk about even the location of your home on the lot, that is something that buyers consider. I'll never forget one of my very first showings as a new agent was this house. And I could tell you where it is. I could probably tell you the address. It was this pink house that looked amazing from the photos outside of the exterior being pink. Maybe my buyer was going to have to go in and paint the exterior possibly, but the inside of the house looked good. So we schedule a showing on the property and I'm wondering, wow, this property has really been on the market a long time. Maybe we're finding an overlooked gym. And so we pulled up to the property and y'all, you know how in a cartoon, the character's eyes get wider and wider as they look up a hill. That is basically how my look at this property was when I pulled up with my client. There was quite literally a winding staircase going up to the top of the house. You could not drive up the driveway without feeling like you were going to slide backwards. I was not brave enough to attempt to walk up the driveway and instead took the stairs. Even the position of the home on the lot will sometimes determine if a buyer is interested in your property. 
So when you are purchasing a property, one of the things that you want to look for is how many other properties in this neighborhood or in this area look like mine. And then also when you're purchasing that property, are you talking yourself into it? Are you rationalizing things that are possibly going to affect your resale value? Because the same case that you're making to yourself when you purchase the property as to why you should buy this home is the same case that a buyer, when they're looking to purchase your home, will have to make to themselves. And so whenever you're selling a home, you want that case to be as minimal as possible. You want buyers to look at your home online and in person and think, wow, I have to live here. So location is the first thing. The second thing that really governs the sale of your home is the condition of the home. What I mean by condition of the home is the question of, will the buyer be able to move in and set their stuff down and redecorate, maybe do a little bit of painting? Or will they need to call a contractor to make repairs or cosmetically update the home, even if it's just cosmetic? That goes back to making a strong case for your home when it is on the market. The more that the house looks like you live there and the more that the house is very specific to you, the harder it is to sell and you become the person who wants to live in your house the most as the seller, okay? So the main area that I'll focus with this point is making your house have a good bit of wide appeal. You never want to just sell your home to just one buyer. So even though you can only sign one contract with one buyer or one primary contract with one buyer, you want to have mass appeal for your home. And that is done by taking a look at your roof, taking a look at your AC and your other major systems, not having 10 different colors in the house. That can be visually overwhelming for buyers. Think about when you purchased your home. You were coming up with a down payment. Your lender was asking you a lot of financial questions that honestly you did not want to answer. You were still dealing with work. You were still dealing with life stresses. And on top of that, now your realtor sends you a house and says, hey, I understand that there's 50 million colors on these walls, but I think that we can make it work. Comparatively, she's also sent you another property that it's got a clean slate. There are nice neutral colors in the house and maybe they have an accent wall or two, but it's not something to where you're automatically budgeting in your head. Oh gosh, I'm going to have to correct all of these colors or these colors don't look like me. Thankfully, most of the time I do have clients that will, when we ask them to modify certain things about their home, They take those modifications into account and most of the time they do the vast majority of the things that we ask them to do. And the reason why they do it is because it pays off. I had a client a few years ago, I went in for a pre-listing appointment to take a look at the property and help her decide what needed to be done. And she had allowed her children to creatively express themselves by putting all sorts of different colors on the wall. So we literally in one room, I think, had a pink wall, an orange wall. I think we had a purple ceiling. There were just several bright and expressive colors throughout the home. And she had a number in mind that she wanted to get for the house. And I told her, look, I think if you can go through this house and if you're willing to paint and if you're willing to neutralize all of this, I think that we can get you a better number. 
So once she had done that and painted the house a nice neutral gray color throughout and we didn't have any other brightly colored ceilings or walls or anything like that, we were able to get her almost $40,000 over what she had wanted to sell the home at. And it was really because she followed our instructions even about the cosmetic things. Conversely, I've also worked with sellers who don't want to make any modification. And a lot of times that lack of willingness to make the modifications, it will typically lead to your house selling at a much lower number. Statistically speaking, every dollar that something actually costs is going to be exponentially multiplied for the buyer in their head. So what I mean by that, sellers, is they can go through a house and I could know that it's going to cost $3,000 for even them to paint the whole house or to take down wallpaper or something that was recommended that you didn't want to do as far as preparation for the house. We may know that that's going to be $3,000, okay? A buyer, sometimes even if they have a quote from us, even if we've gotten a quote to say, hey, painting the whole house is going to be $3,000 and here's a vendor that can do it for that amount, they are going to use that against you to negotiate and they are going to inflate that number. So they may say, well, I see your quote for three grand, but I still want five or six grand off the price. And the reason that they are able to do that and to be able to multiply what they're getting from you is because if you're not appealing to multiple buyers, there is more wiggle room for the one buyer that you are dealing with. So you'll want to take a hard look at the condition of your home and make any recommended repairs that are financially feasible for you to make because it is going to put you in the best position. And in the case of one of our sellers, it got her about $40,000 more than what she thought she could sell the home for. The next thing that often controls the sale of the home is, you know, after we've got it listed and after we've got it on the market is the amount of access that you allow to the home. I get it, y'all. I've sold a house before. Showings are not fun as a seller. First of all, it's typically interrupting your day. Now you got to get everybody out of the house. And if you got pets, you got to get them out of the house. Or maybe you've had to make sure that they're boarded for a week or two just so you can get showings done. You'll have to keep the house in show-ready condition. You'll want dishes put away. You'll want beds made. You'll want the house to look like it looks on the pictures that we'll put online. We get that showing is a hassle, but the more that you can show the property and the more requests that you can approve. So when I contact you and say, hey, there's a buyer that wants to see the house at 5.30 and there's another one that wants to see it at six o'clock. And oh, look, there's another person that wants to see it at 7 p.m. I'm not saying you flat out have to agree to every showing. There is no obligation for you to do that. But just know that the more access that you can give to buyers to your home, typically the easier and faster that your home can sell. I always sum this up in a little short phrase. People can't buy what they can't see. And particularly in this day and age of professional photography and wide angle lenses, y'all, buyers have trust issues and they need to come see your house. So the better that you can accommodate their showings and recognize that, yes, you are going to be inconvenienced for a little bit, but we're hoping that it leads to you getting to the closing table. The more access that you can give, the better it's going to be for your process. The fourth thing that buyers look at when it comes to houses is the price of the home. 
There's one agent in our office who he is kind of known for saying the price may not be the problem, but it is always the solution. So we can do certain modifications to your home as far as condition. We can make sure that it's marketed appropriately. But typically, if your home has been on the market for a while and you're not getting enough offers on the home or really any offers on the home, that means that there is a problem either with the house. Maybe you have a foundation issue, a termite issue, a smell issue with the house or odor issue with the house. But it also could just very bluntly put be the price of the home. And this goes back to me saying that you want to appeal to as many buyers as possible. So let's say that you've got your house listed at $400,000, but all the rest of the houses on your street, they've sold recently for $325,000, $350,000, but you just want to open quote, try it out at $400,000. The price that you sell the house at is determined by a point in the market. What buyers are out looking for a home like yours? What are they willing to pay? And this is where paying attention to the market data and to comparable sales for your home, comparable as far as similar year, similar fixtures, similar improvements, similar updating, similar care, similar lot size, as many similarities as you have to other recent sales, which you typically for an average home want to go back no more than a year, in my opinion, to get really good comparable sales for a house. The tighter that data is and the more recent it is, the better case can be made to buyers as to why they should purchase your home. So it's not just buyers who are looking for, hey, do we feel like this home is priced appropriately to other homes that have sold? But remember that most buyers don't have $400,000 just lying around in their pocket. Most homes do not sell with cash. Most sales happen when someone gets a loan for the home. So when the buyer is getting a mortgage for the home. And as a reminder, someone getting a mortgage for a home is going to be required typically by their loan officer to obtain an appraisal on the home. Now, the buyer's appraiser is going to come look at your property, they'll visit the interior, they'll take photos, and they'll put together a pretty lengthy report, improvements that they saw, other recent sales in the area that they think are comparable to what your home is worth. And from that, they will determine the value of your home. Now, if the value of the home that the appraisal determines is way off of what you have under contract for, sometimes the buyer can pull out of the contract if we can't renegotiate the contract to be something to where the buyer's bank will fund it and you're also willing to adjust the price on. And if they can't close, guess what, y'all? They typically cannot get refunded for the appraisal that they just spent anywhere from $500 to $700 to get. So it's not only the buyer trying to make sure, hey, we've seen other homes that are about $400,000. Does this one feel like it's worth $400,000 with all of the improvements and the care and the condition of the home? But probably more importantly is that the appraiser is really going to hone in and they're going to look at market data and say, look, do we feel as though the contract price for this home is something that it can be sold at? Four things that help you sell your home quickly. Number one, the location of the home. 
The second thing is definitely the condition of the home. Does the buyer have to come in and spend a lot of money to be able to improve your home or to make it their own? If they have to do that or if they think that they have to do that, they are going to typically negotiate harder and ask you for more than it typically would have been just doing the repairs or doing even some cosmetic updating. The third thing that does help to sell your home more quickly is to do everything within your power to allow as much access to the home so that buyers can view the property. Remember, buyers can't buy what they can't see. And the fourth and final thing, price. Is the price of your home such that there's a fair market value for the home that a buyer can easily see? And will the appraiser agree if we get a contract negotiated? Will the appraiser agree with the contract price and allow the buyer's loan to go through? Today's motivational quote is from James Baldwin. He said, Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. Y'all have a great week. We'll connect again here next week. That's it for today's episode of Confessions of a Realtor. If you're looking for an active, full-time agent in the Tallahassee or surrounding areas, feel free to give me a call or shoot me a text at 850-206-2199. If you're thinking about moving and want some more real estate tips and tricks and education, my Instagram page, Rachel Sells Homes 850, is very active and I do my best to educate on our local market. Check out the link in the bio on my Instagram page to schedule your own complimentary consultation with me or to refer someone else who you know is thinking about buying or selling. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to assisting you here in the Tallahassee area.